For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Next, on the OHIO podcast, there's some bad mojo happening over at the Woody Hayes Athletic Center when it comes to injuries, recruiting, and transfer portal. Plus, we preview bowl season, and that all begins right now. It's so easy to be average. You know it as well as I know it. It takes a little something to be special, Don. It takes a little something special to be a great player. We don't have enough great players. To hell with that! We don't want to coach average. I don't want to be around you. Why be around average? proud of our young people in the classroom, in the community, and most especially in 310 days in Ann Arbor, Michigan, on the football field. Three things. Number one, the team that hits the hardest and the longest, the team that starts the fastest, and the team is too damn smart to make mistakes. If you take it to them, if you don't make mistakes, and you keep taking it to them, hell, there's no question who will win. Buckeye Podcast, by fans, for the fans, where they hate that team up north as much as you do. It's time for the OHIO Podcast. OHIO! Welcome back to the OHIO Podcast, everybody. I'm your host, Buckeye Boggs, recording live from a snowy north central Ohio, where I'm joined by the wild man who's been uh, working it from sun up to sun down every single day this week, and over in the Ohio State store and lots more, and of course his current job, and now he's here Recording with us. Chris Wilds, you still awake, my man. I'm awake. I don't know how awake, but I am awake, Eric. I'll tell you. They've been between the school and the store. These guys are killing me. <laughs> I feel you, man. Every night, dude, posting videos at the store. Dude, I'm telling you, you just uh uh you're just a working man. I you know if you don't have a PhD, which I know you do, uh or you're working towards one on getting a working man one. Yeah, let's not even count that in the mix, right? <laughs> right. And down in Texas, the deep heart of Texas, he's also a hardworking man. Uh, that sounds like a bad country song or something. Aaron Brown, what's happening? <laughs> oh, not much. Just enjoying my, well, about halfway through my 30 days of leave. And, uh, you know, Christmas is coming up, so uh, we're pretty much broke. And then my mom's coming down. So uh, pretty excited to see everybody. 
<laughs> pretty much broke. Well, if you're <laughs> if you're not quite broke, but you're almost broke, you should probably give Chris a call. I mean, he's got some. He's wheeling and dealing over there at the Ohio State store and lots more. So uh, that is always an option there, Mr. Brown. You could always take advantage of that. You know, I would like to. I want. I want a Marvin Harrison jersey. Darn it. Everybody wants a Marvin Harrison jersey. Let me tell you something, Skippy. Save got, one for your boy. Come on, man. I got a list of people, you know, as long as my arm went in Marvin Harrison Jr. jerseys, and they are going out as fast as I can get them. Well, I'll tell you what. If you need a little bit more spending cash after the first of the year, guys, you need to take a look at DraftKings. The wait is over. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is officially live in Ohio. Now you can legally bet on all your favorite sports anytime, anywhere, right here in Ohio with DraftKings. For a limited time, new customers who sign up with promo code Ohio Podcast, that's O-H-I-O Podcast, will receive $200 in bonus bets instantly. DraftKings has the best features, including same-game parlays, player props, and more, with fast and easy payouts right at your fingertips. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. New customers will who use promo code Ohio Podcast will get $200 in bonus bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on anything. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code Ohio Podcast. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 plus. Physically present in Ohio. Valid. One offer per first time. Depositors who have not already redeemed $200 in free bets via pre-launch offer. Minimum $5 deposit and wager. $200 issued as bonus bets. Eligibility restrictions apply. See dkng.co slash oh for terms. So if there was one game you would be betting on this bowl season, who would that be and why? And I'm going to start with you, Chris, first, because Lord have mercy, you had a terrible first weekend in our bowl game predictions. Wasn't good, Eric. Wasn't good. As good as you were during the regular season. You won this thing, Chris. You have fallen yeah. off the ledge, man. Working too many hours. That, that must be it. But I'll tell you. I'm going to be a bit of a homer here, Eric. I would put my money on the Buckeyes. I I truly think, you know, that we are going to go in there and C.J. Stroud is going to pick apart that Georgia secondary, much like we saw LSU's second string quarterback do to him. And, you know, we got a lot more talent in our quarterback and and wide receivers than what LSU had in their second string and wide receivers. Interesting. I think that uh, I think Ohio State is a good bet. They're an underdog, so it means you're gonna make a little money on it. That's the way to go. Aaron, how about you, my brother? I think I would go with the uh, Barstool Sports Arizona Bowl, Ohio versus. No, I'm just kidding. I'd go with the Buckeyes as the underdog. <laughs> <laughs> the Barstool Sports. Dude, I, I this thing was set on a platter for you guys to go for the cheese it Bowl. Come on. The cheese it Bowl? The, the cheese, cheese Dude, it's not even the cheese it Bowl anymore. It's the cheese it Citrus Bowl. Oh, no, 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 no. It is. There's a cheese it Bowl, and there's a Citrus Bowl brought to you by Cheez-Its. They are Jeez. all in. They are That's, all in. You're not lying. That's insane. That's too yeah, many cheese Yeah, the cheese it Bowl is Oklahoma versus Florida State, right, Eric? That's right. Yeah. Insane. Too many Cheez-Its. 
So let me get this straight. It's almost like they, they're trying to take lays. You can't just have one. So so Clemson <laughs> isn't in the cheese at bowl this year. However, their former defensive coordinator is. Yes. Okay. Yeah. He's the cheesiest. I see a theme. I do. I do as well. I do as well. That's the second half of the show, guys. We're going to dive into uh, bowl season that already began this week. And I don't know about you guys, but I've already watched more bowl games this year than just about all of last year combined. And I don't know how or why or wh- what was up with that, but I, w- I was really enjoying Friday and Saturday. I, I-, I got into it. Um, so we'll talk about that in the second half of the show. But the first half of the show, of course, is all going to be about Ohio State and recruiting. But the one thing that's not recruiting but might lead to recruiting is Travion Henderson. As we learned this week, the running back, the five-star uh, running back out of Virginia, if I recall correctly, is where he was right. from. Um, we found out that he is going to shut her down. He's not going to play in the in the bowl game. He wasn't going to participate in uh, practice this bowl season because he needs foot surgery. Aaron, I'm going to start with you, and I'm just going to throw this question out here. Did Ohio State screw this up with him, man? If you recall, he was out. He came back and tried to play, I think it was against Maryland in the first half, and looked god-awful. Shuts it down in the second half. We don't see him against Michigan, and now he's got to have foot surgery. Did Ryan Day and the staff screw this up? Well, I mean, it's it's not like they – you know, they forced him. I'm sure there was a conversation had between the two parties. So, I mean, I feel like it would have had to have been a mutual agreement. I don't think Travion's going to go out there and risk like further injury I, to this extent. I, I feel like if he did decide he was going to play, and obviously he did, you know, I, I don't think that he anticipated an injury, I guess, uh, like making it worse to the point of, you know, tearing ligaments and or tendons in his foot and needing surgery you know who who anticipates that you know that's it's 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 part of the game but I, I can't really blame it on just Ohio State I care or the coaching staff and I can't just blame it on Travion so I, to answer your question no I don't think anybody necessarily screwed it up I think it was the the mutual agreement for him to continue playing through an injury knowing the risks that screwed this up. So Henderson told the Columbus dispatch uh, this past week that he, his foot this season has never been at 100%. This is an injury that is going back a ways here. Um, hmm. And um, did he say it, when he heard it? Like preseason he, okay. fall camp? No, he didn't come right out and say it, but here's his quotes. Uh, and I quote, I have to have I've had to have surgery on my foot because it's gotten that bad since the third game of the season. I've just been making it worse by going out there. He said it's been really painful. I barely practiced at all this season, which explains some of the issues we've had offensively with him. I went through a bunch of different cleats to try and push through it, but the pain was crazy. I really don't know how I was able to push through it in the games I, I did play in. I just try to do my do the best I can. I I huh. can't. There's a, I have an issue, Aaron. Yeah. And, and Chris, we're going to come to you in a second, uh, talking a little bit about his cryptic tweet that I'll read to you. 
I have an issue with I have a big issue with the way Ryan Day is dealing with the injury report for Ohio State. I'm starting to as well. And he he always feels like he's trying to protect these kids. First off, these aren't kids anymore. They're they're 19, 20, 21-year-old young men. And number two, we're now dealing with a different kind of culture when these these uh, athletes are getting paid. And there's a lot of big money that's starting to ch- uh, change hands um, in college sports through things like DraftKings and, and, and just betting in, in, in sports in general. And I, I really think that there should be a policy put in place where they have to be more forthcoming, not only with us, the fans and the media, but I think it's important that these that we know what these kids are going through. Travion Henderson has been getting rode hard by the fan base. And if he is seriously not been healthy enough to play, why in the heck have we been playing him? It's never a good idea. I mean, yes, I understand football is a violent sport and you're always going to play with some injuries. But if you're so bad, that it is is literally hindering the team offensively. Why are you pushing the envelope like Ryan Day is? I think the, one of the reasons why he's so become so cryptic in his press conferences and so secretive is because I think Ryan Day might be pushing these guys beyond a good uh, health uh, as far as what they're healthy enough to play. Aaron, your thoughts? That's very possible. Um, you know, I, I I I agree with you to an extent. Uh, like 99%, I agree with you. The only th- that one percent is like Harry Miller, where he's dealing with something. Um, Touche. Like, y- yeah. That, but but I feel like that's about it. But if you know if if a guy has a uh, something with his knee or, or his shoulder or or like Travy on his foot, where you know it's it's that bad, you know I don't see what he's protecting by not sharing it or being cryptic cryptic, excuse me, uh, at the press conferences. That part I don't understand, and I really don't like that about him. I understand from a tactical standpoint, he doesn't want the opponents to know uh, until the last possible minute who's playing and who's not. But, I mean, honestly, it only comes down to two guys that are playing, and that's Mayan Williams and Travion Henderson. So, I mean, you think they're not preparing for both of them anyway? Right. Come on, man. And I don't know how much the offense really changes between the two, to be honest with you. I know Travion games a little bit more of speed and space compared to mine, and mine's a little bit more of a dump truck. But at the end of the day, we're still running the same doggone plays. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's not that, like, you know, it's not that different, to be honest. Chris, jump in. Yeah, I, I just want to add here, something here too, Eric. I, I think that there is a problem with they pushing people too fast, too hard, too soon. I mean, look at how many times what what we have. Uh, we had JSN down. Yep. And on two different occasions, he tried to come back in and play before he was physically capable. Yep. Iowa and he kept getting re-injured both times. Yep. I mean, yep. obviously that's an issue. I understand he wants these guys on the field because he feels, and, and rightly so, that having this full complement of talent that Ohio State has gives them the best opportunity to win. And maybe we'll back off him a little bit with the criticism. But the fact is, he's just making things worse when he's doing this. And I think it's going to lead to some negative situations 
one that I think you're about to ask about here shortly. I am. So let's just get to it. This was Trayvon Henderson's tweet on, uh, let's see, I guess it was five days ago. So what was that, Tuesday or Wednesday? Yeah. <clears throat> I think it was Wednesday. As much as I wanted to finish out the season with my brothers, I know God have bigger and better plans for me. That right there scares me. And, I, I, and, I, and I'll tell you why in a second. Not that I'm scared of God. <laughs> That's not what I meant. Um, I'm scared of what that means for him. It's always light at the end of the tunnel. Be back better than ever. High five or praying hands, however you interpret that emoji. Hashtag keep going. Chris, there's been some rumors, buddy. Yeah. And I'm going to be honest. I think we may have seen Travion Henderson for the last time in a Buckeye uniform. I don't feel he's getting the playing time that he wants. Obviously, he's had some injuries to deal with, and I believe he's probably feeling like he's being pushed a little too hard. Uh, he's a guy who is always looking over his shoulder at this point because, uh, you know, having Mayan Henderson there who, uh, you know, has looked really good when he's healthy this season. <coughs> Excuse me. And like I said, I've had, and I'm not willing to divulge, you know, any sources, but I have heard some rumors myself come out that he is definitely, you know, considering at least at this point, perhaps relocating. And is this something that's going to affect us down the road when we start losing guys like this? Uh, you know, and, you know, you know, we had a, and then we're going to talk about a little bit later, a big commit flip. Um, away from us this uh this week so is this saying something about the culture in columbus right now mm, that is a very good question and one that we will be attacking this offseason big time i heard a big sigh aaron yeah so to me that's weak-minded um not not what you said chris not <laughs> not at all uh that was just news but i travion not liking his situation where he has to look over his shoulder. Well, if you're not, you know what I mean? That tells me that you're a little bit entitled and you think that you're better. And that can possibly lead to a situation where he's not working as hard as he should be. And honestly, if he makes it to the NFL, guess what? Same thing. Unless you are Tom Brady uh, or, or, or a player of that caliber, you're going to be looking over your shoulder because there is always somebody coming up behind you and trying to take your job. Well, so I, let me just throw ahead. something else out there to you, Aaron, too, that I think is going to affect this. And it's what I like to call the Quinn Ewers effect. If you're not getting the snaps you need, you're not getting that paycheck. So I, I think that is also going to come into play with his decision. Well, so I don't know that, that that whole thing seems just it's weird to me because, I mean, if he was healthy, don't you think he would get more snaps? Maybe that well, was Ryan yeah. Day trying to protect him a little bit. I don't know. I don't know. I don't I mean, I don't have those answers. I'm just trying. I'm just kind of thinking out loud here. I would think that, you know, if he was healthy, he would have gotten a full complement of snaps, maybe closer or, or in full to what he was expecting. I don't know. Can I push back on that, Aaron, a little bit? Absolutely. Okay. Can I say this in response to that? That might be part of Ryan Day's problem. Yeah. You, Your job, you are paid to win games. You are not paid to massage the egos 
of these uh, now rich uh, college athletes. And if you are literally putting him out there in, in danger of getting injured, injured even more because you're worried if you don't, he's going to leave, then you're all, you've already lost. You're, you're already I, beaten. So when I say protect, I mean try to prevent further injury. Not necessarily like massage his ego. I, I totally agree with that statement, okay. 100%. He then is there to win. If he's truly there to protect him, why is he putting him out there since week three the kids needed foot in, foot surgery? Well, do we know for a fact that he needed foot surgery since week three, or has That's, it gotten worse to the point? He says it's, been gotten, it's gotten worse ever since week three. So I guess uh. technically you could be right, Aaron. The doctor said, ah, you're going to need rest. And so they rest him for a week. And they're like, okay, he should be better. And then he goes out there and it's like, no, it's not. It's worse. Yeah. And, and honestly, dude, it, it just goes right back to your opening statement, Eric. This is the problem with no transparency with the injury report. We don't know. I suppose it's not our business because it is his injury. But it, it just, you know, maybe we wouldn't be so uh, critical. Right. Of the situation if we knew what was going on that exactly and that is why i opened that way because it's it's very frustrating to me it, yeah yeah one more question guys do we think there might be an issue with the conditioning in our running back room conditioning well i mean there's just the overall training because look at the look at what um, we had happened to our running back room going I, back to evan Pryor. i got a theory to that actually aaron was the one who brought this to my attention did you know the NFL has outlawed any new um, uh, turf fields? They're all going back to natural grass. Well, and they should because turf is dangerous. It really I, is. You get a cleat stuck in that stuff, and your body goes one way, and your foot can't move with it. I think the new turf that Ohio State put in is crap. It's That's all crap. Possible. It's all crap, and I'll tell you why. I've played on it, and I've seen these injuries. So – what happens is, is Chris, you're you're 100 percent right. That's why we've seen all these ACL tears. OK, because your body is not supposed to stop on a dime, like just 100 percent stop like that. Your ligaments cannot handle that. And now what's happening is you're seeing guys tearing these ligaments, their ACLs, uh, <laughs> MCLs, all that stuff, you know, PCLs. They're tearing all this stuff. Uh, and, it, and I 100 percent blame this turf. It's it's like AstroTurf. You know what I mean? That stuff went away for similar problems. Guys were getting worse concussions because it was basically concrete with a little bit of padding, and then it was just like carpet. It, it's it's crap. Just play on grass. I don't know why they're trying to reinvent the wheel here. Because it's what we do in the 21st century. <laughs> um, That's valid. All right. Let's move on to some more bad news. <laughs> so – 2024's number one overall recruit and number one quarterback in the 2024 class, Dylan Rayola from uh, Arizona, has decommitted from Ohio State. He was committed for about eh, about five months to Ohio State, or so somewhere around in there. Gave us all the good feelings about wait till 2024. Well, you just keep right on waiting, Ohio State fans, because. Dylan Rayola has decommitted, and there is a lot of rumors that uh, floating around that he's going to still be in the Big Ten when he decides to commit. Um, we're gonna. St I'm gonna start with you first, Chris. What do you know about this news, and what uh, what feelers do you have out there 
on where Dylan Rayola might end up when he decides to recommit somewhere? What do I know? Matt Rule is a genius, and he just stepped up Nebraska's game in the Big Ten. I truly believe this young man lands at Nebraska, where his father is now on the, a member of the staff. Uh, you know, this this was a great move by Matt Rule. Um, I firmly believe he may very well land at Nebraska. That's going to be a very good up-and-coming program. And if you land this kid, I mean, this, this was hurt. This is very hurtful to, to Ohio State. This kid is a generational-type talent. He, I, you know, he, I don't know that there's a throw he can't make. And if he lands at Nebraska, I'm telling you right now, Nebraska is a top 10 team at that point. Whoa. I don't know if I'd go that. Let's, well, Can Matt, I, Matt because Rule I'll has, tell you what, you get the number one quarterback, you're going to get some quality receivers. And Nebraska already has all those big corn fed linemen. I, I think that that completely, completely changes the narrative for Nebraska. Aaron. Okay. Okay, so I gotta I gotta bring this up because I have I Chris just said it and I've heard it so many times. Every year, okay, they they first of all they said Quinn Ewers was a generational talent, okay. So every year now you know there's a generational talent every year. Well, that's not exactly generational if it's every season. <laughs> it's true. All right, it's it just it that phrase is just driving me nuts about all these generational talents that are just year after year after year. He's not generational. Next year, there'll be another one that they say is generational talent. Ohio State's going to try to get him. It's every season. Um, so <laughs> we're working on it. Okay, he'll get replaced. We'll find someone else. It'll but I be know all right. you've seen this, this kid's tape, Aaron. I know you have. I have. I have. I saw and Quinn Ewers. Is too. he not the most impressive quarterback prospect you've personally seen? So he he's very good. I don't know if I would say he is the best I have ever seen, but he is very good. I will not detract from that. He is extremely good. But somebody's going to come along, and we will see similar tape, a, a kid that can be developed. You know what I mean? It's just I'm not freaking out about it. It's It happens. You know, Quinn Ewers left. This kid left. One of them's bound to stick. And if not, well, we're probably going to lose a few games. <laughs> so so you, you brought up my concern, Aaron. Quinn Ewers left. Dylan Riola left before he even got here. I'm feeling a theme going on here. The last quarterback we had, even though I, I didn't like him a whole lot, from Tennessee, he left uh, before he even got here. Of course, his replacement, who's we're going to talk about next, but – while I mean, here's the thing. I learned something this week that I thought was incredibly interesting. Did you guys know that only 40% of college athletes who enter the transfer portal ever come out the other side with a scholarship again? Yes. That's I didn't crazy. know. Well, I didn't yeah. know it was 40%, but I, I knew that it was not a good number. 40. Now, now that's taking into account all scholarship athletes. Okay. From all walks of now, does that count sports. every time that Tate Martell entered the uh, – <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like Tate Martell uh, is like 35% I, of that 40. I, 
I feel like that should you know how every every uh, league has like a, a a silhouette logo and it's it's from a player you know I think the portal should have a silhouette logo and it's Tate Martell. Oh for sure yeah hundred <laughs> <100%. Great>. percent. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, my 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 whole point is there's a trend happening here, and it's not a good trend. You know, Ryan Day was supposed to be a quarterback whisperer. I think real quarterback whisperer resides over there in Los Angeles with USC. I mean, he's proven that time and time again now through the Heisman Trophy. And what we've seen from Ryan Day is that he develops somebody. Um, that he does a good job developing them, but he hasn't won with them, won the big one yet. And can I throw this out there, Eric? And it may have had an impact on Rayola's decision. We are not the only ones. I mean, everybody is bringing the heat down on Ryan Day right now. Do you think maybe there was some concern by Rayola that maybe Day won't be here when he gets here? Ooh, I didn't even think about that. That that's a good question, man. There's only one person that can answer that, and he ain't gonna he ain't gonna answer that. I promise you. Um, and that's Dylan Rayola himself and his family, and they're just not gonna say that. Um, you know, I've heard a, I've heard a lot of the excuses about, hey, man, it's his family. Uh, his uncle coaches there. His dad was an alumnist at Nebraska. Uh, they've got a lot of momentum all of a sudden with Coach Rule down there. That's where he's going to end up. I think that's definitely probably true. Um, and it's hard to tell a kid no to family and, and you know, things that he is already accustomed to. I mean, he's he's been to Lincoln, you know, probably hundreds of times with his dad. So, you know, just here's the thing. With the way the portal is right now, what we're about to do almost feels like the value of it has lessened quite a bit. And that is we're going to talk about these next two recruits and what we thought of their tape and what we think of them as potential Buckeyes. <laughs> but at the end of the day, well, these of, guys might not even be playing here, let alone even get here. That's what's crazy about this right now. You guys agree? Well, yeah, yeah, and one of them's from Florida, so that's always a risky endeavor. Exactly. That's a fact. <laughs> exactly. Well, since we're already on the quarterback talk, let's keep that going. Aaron, tell us about our newest four-star 2023 quarterback, Lincoln. <laughs> I think it's pronounced Kinholes. Yeah, uh, that's a fun name. <laughs> sure. He's a six-foot-three 185-pound quarterback out of T.F. Riggs High School in Pierre, South Dakota, class of 2023. Uh, he's a four-star, uh, according to 247 Sports. He is 172nd nationally, 13th at quarterback, number one out of a possible five in the state of South Dakota. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, on the 247 Sports composite, uh, he is 205th nationally, and he is the 14th ranked quarterback, also first out of a possible five in South Dakota, uh, recruited by Corey Dennis. Um, he had other offers, though, from uh, like North Dakota State, uh, which I know what you're thinking, FCS, but that's a really good program right there, believe it or not. Uh, Washington, Wisconsin, and Wyoming, among others. Uh, so... His projection, I didn't even read this scouting report, guys. That's kind of, I didn't even realize they had these things. Okay, comparison is to Desmond Ritter of the Atlanta Falcons. Um, I watched his tape myself, and 
it just kind of it looked like he has great touch on the ball. Uh, I don't it's South Dakota. So I just I wanted to say this. I don't know how much competition the dude really gets. Zero. You know what I mean? So I, I, I'm not sold. I'm just going to say that right now. I'm not sold on the kid at all. Uh, he runs effectively, navigates the pocket well, uh, throws a great deep ball. I'll give him that. Throws a great deep ball. Uh, looks like he floats a lot of the passes, though, like anything less, you know, like a, a short or medium range pass. Looks like they just kind of float a little bit. Does, it doesn't look like he has great velocity. Like he doesn't really throw it that hard. At least it doesn't look that way. Uh, and this could be mechanics or technique, or he just needs to get stronger. And you're, you know, it's like, well, how do you know that Aaron, but you know, just by watching his, well, go back and watch CJ Stroud. Look at any of the quarterbacks we just discussed. They've got a little bit of stank on it. You know what velocity. I mean? Velocity. You it's can, it's velocity and release from the hand. Yeah. Yeah. You can see it. So, I mean, it, it's, you know, again, South Dakota, I get it. He's a four star. Somebody watched this. He went to a camp and impressed a couple of people and they gave him four stars for it. I, I'm not sold. I am not sold at all. Okay. Yeah. We stole him from Washington. He was committed to the Huskies. He decommitted after coming to the Ohio state Michigan game. Decides he wants to be a Buckeye after our our previous commit uh, leaves the program. I'm with you, Aaron. I'm glad I'm not the only one that's not impressed. I'm I'm really not. Yeah. Uh, it scares me. He's playing in South Dakota. No offense to all of you listeners of this podcast from South Dakota. All six uh, of you. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. They got they got five Division one recruits. Uh, I think two of them are from the same high school. What's that tell you? So there's just not the talent there, man. And he's played nobody. And I know he probably goes to the seven on sevens and he impressed. But here's the deal. Seven on seven is not real football. No, it's not. Um, You can dominate seven on seven. And then when you play in the real thing and you need five yards and there's no one open and you got to tuck it and run and you can't do it because you're so used to throwing the football on seven on seven. <clears throat> talking to you, CJ. Um, That's not real football. Real football players will put the pads down and go get the five freaking stinking yards. Sorry, just got a little passionate. You know what this guy reminds me of, Eric, when I watch him throw the ball? Because, and he'll sail it a little bit, I've noticed, on his, his passes too. He reminds me of a slightly uh, less athletic JT Barrett. Oh, don't do not do that to me, please. I don't think he runs that well. No. That's what I'm saying. He's a, he's a less athletic JT Barrett. If he throws like JT without the, without the legs, then why? Are, what are we doing? That's pointless. Yeah, I'm with no, Eric. No, but I'm telling you, if you watch the video, that's what I see when I see him. What I see him out there. <sighs> Things are. I don't know. I think they just had to fill the fill the spot. So, so what I'm hearing is none of us are real happy. No, <laughs> no, not with this one. Well, this one might make us real happy. It's from Florida, though, so I'm like, I got already got uh, butterflies in my stomach about it. Hey, don't but the folks has acclimated. What's that, Chris? But the Bosa's actually made it here. That is true. That is. So you, let's let's hold did, on to that. Yeah, all right. That's two right. out of fifty. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> tell us great. about Jer. Tell us about Jeremiah Smith's commit commitment to the 2024 class, Chris. I'll tell you what. Jeremiah Smith, five star from the class of 2024, six foot three, 185 pound wide receiver out of Shamanad Shamanad Madonna Prep, in one of my favorite towns, Opalaka, Florida. I just love to say it. Uh, 247 Sports Composite has him ranked as the second best player in the class of 2024. Top wide receiver. Top recruit from the state of Florida. Uh, 
You know, I think the kid has wide receiver one written all over him. Great size already for his age. Though, yeah, I think he could use a little bit of time in the weight room, maybe fill out his frame a little bit, put on some uh, upper body muscle. Uh, Has great body control, a nose for the ball. Uh, You know, he can make the routine catches, but he he can make some pretty spectacular catches as well. He's got some playmaking ability, uh, really good feet, explosive straight line speed off the line. Uh, He is a track guy, so he competes in the hurdle. He's got athleticism and the ability to go up and high point the ball a little bit. He does, I think, need to you know tighten up his routes a little bit, get a little more crisp in his route running, but that's a coachable thing. And he's going to a program where, well, let's face it, they've developed some of the top wide receivers in the nation over the past few years. I think they can get that coached up onto him. Uh, the kid knows how to catch at an elite level. I don't know, maybe that's talent that was influenced a little bit by maybe playing a little ball with his cousin because uh, his cousin is Seattle Seahawks quarterback Geno Smith. Uh, 2021, Smith was the second most productive receiver on his squad, uh, taking his team to state championship, catching 31 balls for 667 and seven touchdowns that year. He really had a coming out party that year with 172 and a touchdown in the uh, state title game. Last season went out, caught 58 passes for 1,072 and 20 touchdowns. Guys, the kid is a great get in my opinion. I've heard some people say he could be as good or better than guys like Wilson and Alave and even JSN. I'm not ready to jump on that bandwagon just yet, but I think it's way too early. But there's no denying I think the kid has some serious skills. I am going to jump on that bandwagon because I think the kid has got Garrett Wilson ball skills in a David Boston college body. Not David Boston jacked up NFL body, but what David Boston was in college. About the same height. Uh, about the same weight as David Boston was when he came to Columbus. And his game reminds me of Garrett Wilson when it comes to hide, uh, catching the ball at the height, his hands, uh, his ability to get off, um, his ability to uh, just run with, after the catch. This kid's game is incredible. And he is legitimately the number one wide receiver in that class, hands down, easily. And we have a couple number ones in their class already at Ohio State, Emeka Egbuka, and uh, Julian Fleming, and Jeremiah Smith is already, in my opinion, better than both those guys were going into their senior years of high school. So I think this kid is the real deal, but I'm just going to be straight up honest with you. He's from Florida. Every time we get a Florida kid to commit this early, the, the chances of you keeping him are slim and none. Sorry. But that's the that is the track record. So what you're saying is, Buckeye fans, open up your checkbooks, pay that nil money, and I don't even know if that'll help. I'll be dead honest with you, Chris. I have no. How many times have we got a kid from Florida who's committed to us this early, who has stayed committed in the most re, in like recent history? Well, like I said, one? we 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 got the Boses. That's all I'm holding on to. <laughs> that's that's it. Yeah. I mean, they all decommit and end up at Florida, uh, Florida State, Miami, Alabama, LSU, Auburn, Georgia. Yeah, and they either don't play or they don't do crap. So that's a lot. They are that employee who's leveraging us to get a better paying job out of their employer. Dude, my my biggest issue with all of this is, is we got all these wide receivers, (laughs) but but we can't get any sort of secondary players. Linebackers are lacking. We get a few D linemen, 
uh, I can't even say we got any great O linemen on the way. Like we're just recruiting these insanely good wide receivers, and at the at, at this point, when CJ leaves, I'm not entirely convinced that we have a quarterback that can get the ball to him. Whether that's because of his lack of ability or because we don't have a line that's going to keep him upright long enough for him to get the ball out. You see what I'm saying? Like yeah, this is a problem. We're doing too much to recruit great wide receivers. And nothing else. Why? Well, I because well because because Brian Hartline is awesome, but he That's only fantastic. coaches. But he only coaches one position. Okay, <laughs> get him to, <laughs> for now. Oh, for now, gracious. Yeah, he's gonna have to do something else. This might. Uh, <laughs> we got to get other positions. Well, yeah. You know, exactly. Aaron, we need those wide receivers though to make the less talented quarterbacks look good. Yeah, but I mean, if he can't even get the ball out, you know what I mean? Because the, the old line, we don't have anybody. I mean, I know we got some guys there now, but you got to continuously recruit these guys, and I don't feel like we're doing that. And then we can't even get a quarterback to stick around. And when we do get a big a big time recruit, we can't get him to stay. And, I don't know what's going on. Saw, you saw uh, Rayola flip already. How much of a factor was Rayola in this kid committing to begin with? And there's that, yes, because I know that Rayola like took great pride in like peer recruiting, you know. So basically, for listeners that don't know, a lot of times like the crown jewel of a class um, will be tasked with going out and assisting the team, not necessarily going on road trips or anything, but maybe. Uh, reaching out through texts or, or attending the same camps as other recruits to try to get them to come with them to a, a university like Ohio State. So, Chris, you're on to something there, man. Who knows? This kid may not stick around. He may end up at Nebraska, too. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? But chances are I'll be Florida, one of the SEC schools, if we can't mm-hmm. hold on to him. I, I, I don't want to be a negative, Nancy. This was supposed to be the positive section of the show, these two commitments. Even we've turned them into negatives. <laughs> well, you just don't know anymore. You know, there's I all know. this money flying around. You can't I predict know. anything. And nobody's word means crap anymore. Exactly. That's what's to me. That's what is. There's no crazy. self-respect. I, I would rather someone not commit until they're ready to commit. I have more respect for someone who waits to like signing day to commit. Than I do those who commit and then decommit and then recommit somewhere else. Well, let's change the recruiting rules then and make it so they can't commit until their senior year. I, I would, I'd be all for that. Dude. I think that'd be a great yes. idea. But the problem is, is we're not, we're not the ones in charge of the rules. So well, we on it, Eric, we should be just like we should be in charge of the playoff committee. I agree. I agree. All right. Speaking of the playoff committee, it is bowl season. Let's take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we need to dive into our predictions for bowl season. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. I, I did. Who won this last year? Chris, I think you won it, didn't you? I won the bowl season last year. I'm not starting out so hot this year. No, you're, you're not going to win it this but year. Then brother. Again, I, I did win the regular <laughs> season last year. So. Oh, there you go. So I think Aaron won the regular season last year. You like came yeah. from behind. One no, I thought you won, Eric. I thought you came out of nowhere last week. No, I got Eric by a game last yeah. year. Okay. Yeah, Aaron, Aaron, Aaron got me. But I had dominated the two years before that. So facts. All right, guys, we're gonna take a quick commercial break. We come back. Let's get into bowl season predictions. 
The OHIO Podcast is brought to you by Mastermind. Mastermind specializes in 360-degree high-definition mobile video mapping, GIS integration, and traffic safety studies. Mastermind cares about traffic safety and keeping you safe on the roadway. Visit Mastermind at OnlineMastermind.com. And welcome back to the OHIO podcast where Eric already is up two games on Aaron. I am six and two after the first eight bowl games that happened this weekend. Aaron, you are uh, a respectable four and four, I might add, for probably doing little research and just looking at it and picking picking teams by colors. You know, I did no research. And I'm no, not respectable colors. at all at this point. Chris, I don't even know that I want to even let anybody know what your record is after the first Have I got eight. a bowl win yet, Eric? One. Yeah. One loser. <laughs> All right, guys, let's start with tomorrow's bowl game, the Myrtle Beach Bowl. <laughs> These two teams are about as good as that beach in Myrtle Beach is. Sorry if you live in Myrtle Beach, not my happiest, not my favorite beach. You've got UConn versus a Marshall. I will go first here for this one. Give me the thundering turds. Um, Aaron, who you want to go with? I got to go with Marshall. Chris? I'll tell you what. I, You know, I want to go with UConn here. I really do. But I got to go with Marshall just simply on the strength of their Notre Dame victory earlier this year. Oh, I, for, I even forgot about that. That's right. They did beat Notre Dame after we did. All right. On Tuesday, you got to Aaron's favorite bowl. It's the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. <laughs> it's sports. Eastern. Har, har. <laughs> Eastern Michigan <laughs> against uh, one of uh, San Jose State. Um, since you went second, Aaron, I'll let you go first since it's your favorite bowl. And who are the two teams? Eastern Michigan, <laughs> Eastern Michigan, and San Jose State. <laughs> yeah, sure, dude, sure. <laughs> uh, no, uh, San Jose State, I think, will take that one. He'll take the Trojans. All right, uh, Chris, who you want? You know what? Give me Eastern Michigan. Nice. Chris, I'm going to agree with you. Usually it's pretty cold at the Idaho Potato Bowl. I think yeah. them Eastern Michigan kids, uh, they're going to be used to that weather. I don't think San Jose State's ready for what's about to hit them uh, when they get there to Idaho. Uh, also on Tuesday, December 20th, it's the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. You got Liberty versus Toledo, Chris. Well, I'll tell you what, Malik's not down there at Liberty anymore, so give me Toledo. All right, holy Toledo. That's where Chris is going. Uh, I'll take Liberty in this one. I'll go against you, and we'll let Aaron be the deciding vote vote on who he thinks is going to win here. Well, Liberty's coach left them. Uh, They don't have Malik Willis to save them. I got to go with Toledo. All right, fine, you guys, a bunch of Ohio homers. Wednesday, December 21st, it's the uh, RL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. Uh, let's see. Is it my turn to pick first here? I don't remember. I've already lost count. Um, Western Kentucky against South Alabama. I don't know anything about these teams at all. Um, I guess I'll take South Alabama. That's just a complete and utter guess. Aaron? Uh, the only thing I know is that, uh, one of them is located in the Western part of their state and the other one's in the South part of their state. Uh, 
solid matchup here. Uh, let's go. Well, shoot. I don't know, man. Let's go Western Kentucky. All right. And all right. Western Kentucky for Aaron. Chris. I'm with Aaron. Give me the Hilltoppers. All right. Hilltoppers it is. On Thursday, December 27, it's the Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl, Aaron. Surprised you didn't get didn't get tickets to that one. Uh, it, why would I go to watch Air Force? <laughs> Baylor on. versus Air Force. Uh, I I would assume you're going with the Bears on this one, there, brother. A hundred percent. All right, Chris, who you got? Yeah, I got to go Baylor here. Baylor, you guys all picking Baylor? I guess I will too. You uh, can't pick the Chair Force. Come on, the Chair Force. I'm afraid to even ask what that means because they're they're lazy. They sit down. Is that? Yeah, they don't do anything. Okay. On Friday, December 23rd, it's the Radiance Technologies Independence Bowl. How about Ohio State's been to this bowl? That's what's sad. Gosh, that was a bad year. Yeah, Louis- like 30, 30 years ago. I'm mistaken. Uh, it's a while. Louisiana versus uh, Houston. Chris, you're up first. Oh, you know, I'm going to take Houston. Any reason why? Just feel like it. Because Tom Herman once coached there. Okay. <laughs> that's That'd be the last reason why I'd pick the Cougars. Okay, how about because Kenny Guyton once coached there. There! I know, that's what I'm talking about. All right. Uh, what is Louisiana's mascot anyway? Or the Raging Cajun or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. What you got there, Aaron? You going with the Cajun or are you going with the Coup? Shoot. I'll go Houston. All right. Aaron's going to take Houston as well. I'm going to agree with you guys. My wife is a little bit older than me. I call her a Cougar, so uh, we'll take Houston. Good Lord. If she ever hears this, I'm going to get slapped. All you right. should. <laughs> <laughs> also on Friday, December 23rd, it's the Union Home Mortgage Gasparilla Bowl between Wake Forest and and Missouri. Oh, geez, let's see here. Give me Wake Forest. I think they have a little bit better of an offense than Missouri does, and I really think Missouri is very overrated. Other than the fact they did give Georgia a decent game, but giving someone a decent game and actually being a good team, two different things. I'll go with the I'll go with the Mean Deacons. Aaron. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Wake Forest. I don't think Mookie Cooper who uh, transferred from Ohio State to Missouri. I don't think he's going to do anything to cause them to win the game. So well, give me Wake Forest. That's a name from the past. Jeez, I forgot all about him. For shizzle. Chris. He's in what, his 14th year of eligibility? Uh, yeah, I'm going to take Wake Forest because, like you said, even Kent State gave Georgia a good game. On Saturday, December 24th, Christmas Eve, it's the Easy Post Hawaii Bowl. And quite frankly, this might be the best location for a bowl game. Just saying. Middle Tennessee versus San Diego State, Aaron. This is going to be a barn burner. Is this how you're going to spend your Christmas Eve watching this game? Is that a (sighs) – okay. (laughs) I'm going to ignore you just from now on. Um, I'm going to go, you know what? Let's go San Diego state, but yes, I'll probably watch it depending on <laughs> the time it starts. <laughs> I knew it, Chris. Oh, Chris is going to be like, I'll be in the store. 
No, I'm actually that's the first time I'm taking off. Nice. Uh, yeah. Let me go with Middle Tennessee. I got to try to make up some ground. All right. I'll go with San Diego State. They have a pretty good basketball team. So uh, that, that always translates to football, right? Um, on Monday, December 26th, the day after Christmas, it's the Quick Lane Bowl. New Mexico State versus Bowling Green, Chris. Uh, give me BG. If I don't, my wife will smack me around. That's where she got her master's. Uh-oh. Going with the Eagles. I'm going to agree with you. Give me Bowling Green. I mean, you got to be a tough team if one of your major colors is brown. Uh, Aaron? Yeah, Cle- Cleveland. No. Um, but, oh, uh, yeah, New, Me- New Mexico State just usually sucks anyway. So, uh, Bowling Green. Let me, let me let me go back by saying brown for a college team. There, clarified that. December okay. 27th on a Tuesday. There's all kinds of bowl games on this day. Uh, four of them to be in, fa- uh, in fact. Uh, let's start with the Camellia Bowl between Georgia Southern versus Buffalo. Um, I'm going to take Buffalo on this one, guys. I, I, I've, I've actually watched them a couple times this year. I know Georgia Southern might be a little bit better of a team, but that doesn't always translate in bowl season. Give me the, give me the bowls. Uh, Aaron? I'll go Georgia Southern. Chris? Yeah, I'm going with Aaron. I'm taking Georgia Southern here. I don't even know what their mascot is. Do you guys know? I think it's the Eagles. Is it Eagles? It's a bird. I, I know that, but. Yeah, it might be like the Blackbirds or something. I I, I don't know, man. The Blackbirds. Georgia Southern Parakeets. The, par- the Pelicans. Or the, uh, oh, the sure. Pelicans are <laughs> Oh, stop it, Chris. Quit being exact. All right. There we go. Second game from that day is the Serve Pro First Responder Bowl between Memphis and Utah State, Aaron. Give me Memphis. All right. Chris? Uh, you know, I'm not real confident in that American conference. Give me Utah State. Okay. Very good. Ugh. Elvis was from Memphis. I'll take uh, I'll take uh, Memphis. You guys like that's my reason solid so far? Reason, dude. That's I an didn't... excellent reason. That's probably the best reason I have heard so far in this show to pick a team. It's it's science, actually. It, it that, really that is. is science. It's a fact. Ticket, ticket smarter, not even ticket master. It's ticket smarter Birmingham Bowl. What the heck is ticket smarter? Someone Google that real fast. I've never even heard of that. Ticket how did, smarter. How I'll did they get? How did they get a bowl game, man? God, I don't wait. know, but I feel ticket like master it, be the ticket master overpriced bowl. <laughs> okay, Coastal Carolina versus East Carolina. Um, please. So these two teams from Carolina are going to go to Alabama to play this game. Why don't they just play it in Carolina? Dumb. All right. Uh, who's up first? I actually think, Chris, you're up first. Coastal Carolina, East Carolina. What you got? I'm going to go East Carolina. All right. Aaron, uh, actually, it's my turn. I'll go Coastal. I'm going to go I'm going to go in East Carolina because Coastal, I think they lost their coach and their starting quarterback decided to enter the transfer portal. So holy smokes, I didn't know this. Yeah. Oh, well, if it wasn't for Facebook news, I wouldn't have known either. So uh, (laughs) thanks a lot there, guy that owns Facebook. (laughs) 
I'm gonna change. I can't do that. I gotta go East Carolina. No, no, yeah, no, no. No, what do you mean no? And Ticket Smarter is some trash freaking website where you buy concert tickets, by the way. You don't even get football tickets? I don't know, man. I'm not I might get it. Dude, it's it's it, this looks like the type of website I could get some kind of virus on my cell phone. Like I'm just <laughs> I'm not digging deep into this. All right, the guaranteed rate bowl also the la- that'll be the last one on December 27th. This is actually a pretty good game, dude. Wisconsin versus Oklahoma State. You want to talk about an interesting football game here. Gee, many Christmas. Uh, I think you're up first here, Aaron. I go with the. I am actually, aren't I? Yes. Yeah, because Chris went last there. Oh man, I've been struggling with this one. I've thought about this game actually a little bit. Um, both teams have had a little bit transition, obviously. I'm gonna take whiskey. I, I just think that there's. There's going to be a little bit there, something. They're so solid of a football team, even though they haven't had a good year. And here's something for you. If they don't win this game, their Big Ten record, current record streak of winning um, winning seasons would come to an end. They lead the Big Ten right now, believe it or not. The last time they had a losing season was like 2004 or something crazy like that. Huh. So, yeah, that, wow. that's on the line in this game. So give me whiskey. Aaron. Uh, I'll go Oklahoma State. Nice. Okay. I just don't think Wisconsin's defense has enough to stop that offense. Okay. Chris? You know, I want to go Wisconsin, but I can't. I agree with Aaron. I don't, And, and I don't think Wisconsin has enough offense to, to score with Oklahoma State. I'm going to go Oklahoma State. All right. Wednesday, December 28th. Uh, Aaron, in honor of you, we stand and salute the Military Bowl. UCF versus Duke. Oh, shoot. I'll go UCF just because, I I don't know, Duke is usually not that great, and UCF is genuinely just good enough to win a bowl game like this one, so. Chris? What's sad, Aaron, is that we're, we're choosing UCF versus Duke to salute our military. I know, right? That's, That's a sad <laughs> fact, but I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to take UCF here. All right, the AutoZone Liberty Bowl, it's Kansas versus Arc Kansas. If I'm not mistaken, weren't both these teams in, like, the same conference at one time? Like, many, many moons ago? They call that the Big South or something? Yeah, that's way back, Aaron. I don't know. I don't know. I'm pretty sure they were. It's interesting. Anyways, uh, what do you guys got here? Chris, you're up first, man. Kansas versus Arkansas. We got SEC versus Big 12. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you, I'm, I'm going to take Arkansas just because they actually play defense. All right. Um, I think I'm going to agree with you. Kansas hasn't been here before. There's, this is like their first winning season since Mangina was their coach. So Hold up. <laughs> I'll t- oh, man. Mangina. I'll take Arkansas. What do you got, Aaron? Uh, I'll go Arkansas just because, well, SEC. So there's All that. Right. The Holiday Bowl, you've got Oregon versus North Carolina. This is actually a really good, interesting game. Hmm. Yeah, uh, see, I'm up first here, aren't I? Why, I don't so. I always, why don't I always <coughs> have to pick the tough ones? I'll pick it. Go for it. Cause I'm Oregon. Uh, okay. That was. I mean, that's who I was leaning I'm towards. But... Like, I think Oregon's a, a hands-down winner here. I don't think it's close. Indeed. All right. 
All right. I like I like North Carolina's offense sometimes, though. But, yeah, I'm with you guys. Oregon. All right. Uh, the Tax Act Texas Bowl between Texas Tech and Ole Miss. I'm taking Ole Miss. Aaron? Say that bowl name like five times real fast. Tax Act Texas Texas Bowl. Bowl. Tax Act Texas Bowl. Tax Act Texas Bowl. Tax Act Texas Bowl. Tax Act Texas Bowl. I thought I just nailed that. I think you suck. Okay, so let's go. Man, you know, I'm going to go with the Red Raiders in an upset. Cool. Yeah, I'd like to gain a game on you here, Eric, but I I think I got to go with Ole Miss as well. All right. Yeah. The the bad boy mowers pinstripe bull. <laughs> I'm gonna get me one of them there bad boy mowers. We need to totally, I'm gonna do. We totally need to clip that right there, Chris, and make that part of our intro for I love it. Yeah, there we go. Um Thursday, <laughs> December 29th. This is taking place in New York. You got Syracuse versus Minnesota. Uh what do you got there, Aaron? Well, don't forget to sharpen your blades, because uh, if you run over a mower, it with your mower, you run over one of them mare gophers and uh, mess up your there, uh, dad gum old uh, uh, mower blade. Uh, I don't know, man. I'm gonna go with Minnesota to beat Syracuse. I don't know where I was going with all that. Yeah, that was you've been drinking. <laughs> uh, I feel like I'm about to. Boom hour is that the guy's name on King of the Hill? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all these ridiculous bowl games, like there's like 85 bowl games and none of them really should be in a bowl game. Yeah, we're like halfway there, guys. That's what's crazy. Good Chris, Lord. What, what do you got? I got an upset stomach because these are two teams that completely fell apart at the end of the season. True. Uh, I'm going to take I'm going to take Minnesota. I'm with you guys, and here's my reasoning why. This game is outside in New York City in December, and Syracuse plays in a dome. So they might go to school in a cold climate, but they play in a dome. Minnesota does not. Give me the Gophers. And I think they've got a great running game that's going to translate well to the to a colder climate game. I, I do. Um, all right, Aaron's second favorite bowl game, and Chris's favorite by far, the Cheez-It Bowl. Oklahoma versus Florida State, and I think this time, Chris, you get to go first. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, we got two teams that weren't as good as we thought they were. Give me Florida State. Florida State it is for Chris. Aaron. Yeah, I like that pick. Uh, I think Florida State's actually a, a young, tough team, and uh, I, I think Oklahoma's kind of still figuring out what the heck happened with all those guys that entered the transfer portal last season. So uh, give me the Seminoles. I'll go against you guys. Uh, you know, you got uh, you got the DC, uh, the head coach there who was the D.C. at uh, Clemson last year, Brett Venables, who um, actually won the Cheez-It Bowl last year. So – Oklahoma it is. Uh, Thursday, December 29th, the Val Valerio, Valero, 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 Alamo Bowl, Texas versus Washington. Uh, give me Texas. Aaron. Hmm. This one's kind of tough. Not going to lie. I think this is going to actually be a fun game. And I'm going to go, you know, mm. Give me the Longhorns. I got to go Longhorns. All right. Chris. Oh, you know, 
gosh, I want to go with Penix Jr. here. I really do. But you know what? It's the Alamo Bowl. Obviously, it's a, basically a home game for Texas in a sense. At least the same state. Give me Texas. All right. December 30th, Friday, December 30th. We're getting closer to the, the big ones here. The Duke's Mayo Bowl, where the winner literally gets a bath in mayonnaise. How disgusting is that? That's weird. Mar- Maryland versus NC State. Uh, I think I have to go first. No, I just went first last time, didn't I? Uh, Aaron, what you got, man? Maryland, NC State. Um, I'll go with uh, – give me Maryland. I think they'll get it done. Yeah. I'd like to see Maryland do it, but I think I've seen more fight out of NC State this year than I have Maryland. Give me NC State. Yep. And I believe Maryland has more players in the transfer pool that uh, transfer portal right now than any other Big Ten school. So they, mm. yeah, I'm going to go NC State. Ouch. All right. Uh, all right. You know the cheesy joke's coming here. Friday, <laughs> December 30th, the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl, where it is great. great. Uh, Pittsburgh versus UCLA. Chris. Uh, I like Pittsburgh, but I, I got to go Euclid here. All right, Aaron. Yeah, give me the Bruins. I think they, they had a great season this year, so uh, I, I got to go with them. Yep, make it three for three for uh, the Birds there, the Bruins. Also on Friday, December 30th, the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl, Notre Dame versus South Carolina. Uh, you guys know uh, I'm going to take the Gamecocks here. It just uh, goes without reasoning. Yeah. Um, Aaron? Same. I think they uh, they came on strong there late in the season, so uh, I think they'll take care of Notre Dame. Chris? You know what? I'm going to go against you guys here. I think that if this is where Freeman makes a statement, give me Notre Dame. All right. Uh, the the bowl game that was mentioned earlier, the Barstool Sports Arizona Bowl between OU, Ohio University, versus Wyoming. Aaron? I'll go with the Bobcats. All right. Chris? I got to tell you, unless, unless Josh Allen is going back and playing for Wyoming, I got to go with the Bobcats. Wyoming's got brown in their colors, guys. Give me the Cowboys. Loser. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why I said that. My apologies. The last game on Friday, December 30th, the Capital One Orange Bowl between two orange teams, Tennessee versus Clemson. This is an actually a very interesting one here. Uh, I believe, Chris, you are up first here on this one, man. What do you think? You know what? I can't stand either of these teams, but I'll, I'll sing, sing uh, Rocky Top all day long on this one. Just to see Clemson get it. So give me Tennessee. Aaron. I would love to do that. But I, I this is tough because like Tennessee's backup quarterback hasn't been as productive, you know, as Clemson's backup. But Tennessee's defense is much better, I feel like, than what Clemson's defense is. So it, it that's tough, man. Um you know what? I, I hate picking Clemson, but I Give me Clemson. Yeah, DJ Ukulele is in the transfer portal. He left yep. Clemson. Yep. So, um, and I have a feeling he's going to be heading to some team in the SEC, or excuse me, uh, the Pac-12. Probably. With his, <laughs> with his little brother, who's going to be going to the, probably the same school. They're going to play together. I have a feeling. That being said, I'll take Clemson. All right. 
it is uh, the good ones, guys. Saturday, December 31st, at New Year's Eve, you got Transperfect Trans Trans Music City Bowl. I, again, what the heck? I'll look it up. Iowa versus Kentucky. Uh, I'm up first here. I have zero faith in Iowa. Give me Kentucky. Aaron. I'm still trying to figure out what the heck Trans Perfect is. Okay, let's see. Uh, yeah, give me Kentucky. I I was they're Iowa. <laughs> There's Trash, nothing left to yeah. say. Yeah, Chris. They are Iowa, which means they can play defense. I'm gonna take Iowa. They do have a good bowl record, believe it or not. I think they have one of the better bowl records in the Big Ten, if I'm not mistaken. Trans Perfect is a it is the largest privately held language services provider, providing a full range of language and business services, including translation, interpretation, website localization, subtitling, <laughs> slash voiceovers, multicultural marketing. Maybe Good we should morning. hire them. Aaron, Maybe we should hire Aaron, them. Don't ever do that again unless they're giving us an endorsement, buddy. Dude, oh, no, that's, that's not unless they're giving us a kickback. We don't endorse them. I'm not endorsing crap. I'm saying maybe we could hire them to help you just us made pronounce a commercial some of for these. Perfect. Maybe we could hire them to get us help with pronouncing some of these names. These names. Oh, they're like you, you uncultured swine need us. <laughs> yes. So instead of me insulting ourselves every time we say a name wrong, which is almost every show, uh, we could get these guys to help us out. So it'd be like trans perfect. Please help. Um, yes. How about though that if for for what that means they invited. Two schools that I'm like, are you serious? Iowa and Kentucky. Do you guys not what see the irony heard? in that? I think that's hilarious. I need translators. Uh, all right. The All-State Sugar Bowl. Alabama versus Kansas State. I mean, come on. Let's be honest. Aaron? Yeah, it's Bama. Kansas yeah. State has no shot. Chris? Oh, he's thinking about this. Yeah. Well, Alabama, all their players, none of their players opted out. None of them. Zero. Well, yeah, but they got like 47 players in the transfer portal. Well, that's true. How many of them are starters? None. <laughs> uh, there might be one. Because they got a team one. captain team captain in the portal. One won't make a difference. They'll be all right. Do it, Chris. Do it. Go ahead. Do it. I'll do it. Kansas State. Oh wow! Nothing to lose, dude. You're already. That's like, it. I got nothing to lose. This could, this would be a huge upset, but you know, I'll, I'll it, try it. I hope it happens. I'll be honest. All right, we're gonna skip the next two on on New Year's Eve. Let's go to January second. These were the New Year's Day games, but New Year's Day falls on a Sunday. That belongs to the NFL, so these are all on Monday, January second. Let's begin with the ReliaQuest Bowl, which I believe used to be the Outback Bowl. They did it's, away with the Outback Bowl? Yeah, it's gone. Those trash bags. Yeah, it's the ReliaQuest Bowl. You know what was awesome about the uh, the Outback Bowl was it was they would always put like the Bloomin' Onion against the uh, 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 coconut shrimp thing. You remember that? Yeah. Like, yeah. And then you would wear the hats and everything, and the winner Dude. could choose which one they want. And that's that, my, I got a $25 gift card to Outback in my pool. Dude. <laughs> the out the Outback Bowl was the best blooming bowl that there was. Okay. So funny story when Matt and Grant came over from Australia and I picked them up, I joked with them that I was going to take them out to get a full American experience and I was going to roll up to an Outback Steakhouse. That would have been great. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Instead, we chose Texas Roadhouse. Anyways, uh, where were we? Um, Rely a Quest Bowl. Uh, who's up now? I've totally lost track where we're at. I think at. I uh, went. Chris. Yeah, Chris, yeah. you're up. Yeah. It's Mississippi State versus <laughs> Illinois. This is actually a very interesting bowl game. Now that Mike Leach yeah. has gone on uh, to greener pastures, might, mine won't say, uh, one might say, um, the oh, team right. decided to they're going to go ahead and play this game. You got Illinois, who had one of the best seasons they've had in like two decades. This is really interesting, Chris. And, and I'm torn because I really like what Birdie's done over there at Illinois. But uh, you know what? I think there is going to be an emotional impact on this game that I think Mississippi State's going to come out there and show strong for uh, Mike Leach. Give me Mississippi State. Aaron. Oh, actually, I'm up. Oh, gee, oh. Um, Give me Illinois. I think losing your coach, there will be some there will be some emotion there. I don't know that that's what's going to rule the day. Um it's one thing to have emotional emotion. It's one thing to be ruled by emotion. Uh, I'll take I'll take what Illinois is doing there. Uh, what you got there, Aaron? You're the deciding vote. Give me Mississippi State. I uh, I think that it will story. be yes. And, and you know I usually don't, but sometimes the story does override the X's and O's, and I think this is going to be one of those times. All right, the Goodyear Cotton Bowl has Tulane versus USC. And listen to the line on this. USC is only favored by a one and a half points. Are you kidding? No. Based on what? I don't know, but I would be if, – if I if DraftKings was – I might hammer this, guys. January 2nd, I might hammer this one. I would. I'd be taking you know what, though? all day. Let's face it. The uh... – the casinos often know more than what we do. Which I'd love to know how. How do they know? It's like know. last year. Well, dude, last year for the Ohio State-Michigan game, we were favored by like a touchdown, I think. And then like 15 minutes before kickoff, they changed the line to Michigan by I think six and a half. So they knew something. But what was it? I don't know. I'm going USC. What you got, Aaron? USC. Chris, you got nothing to lose, buddy. I know, I know, but you know, there's sometimes where I just think that it would be foolish, and I think this is one of those times I'm going to take USC. Apparently not so to to Vegas, man. One and a half, that's it. I, I know, like I said, they, they may know something we don't, but uh, on, you know, just on the surface, I got to go USC. The Cheese It Citrus Bowl, LSU versus Perdont. Aaron, you're up first. I'll go LSU. I think that's a smart move. I am as well, Chris. Yeah. I, I mean, I saw what their backup quarterback did to Georgia. Give me yeah. <laughs> well, and it, Purdue's got a new coach. I mean, yeah. I don't. Drew Brees is there helping coach the team. He ain't playing, so <laughs> come on. That's the only way they'd even keep up is if he played. And how about Brom's brother, who was the OC, is taking over as the that head coach for that game? Interesting, well, right? Think that of is it this interesting. Way, it could be worse. It could be, uh, you know, old man River from Iowa. There, it could be his son taking over. Oh gosh, yeah. But and then they, their new head coach is the D, as the DC from Illinois. So we didn't even talk about that. That that's that's interesting as well. All right, the granddaddy of them all, the Rose Bowl. This might be, in my opinion, this is a good game. Outside of what's going to happen in the college football playoff, the best bowl game. This season, right here, 
Penn State versus Utah. I'm calling the sh- my shot right now. Next season, mark it down. I think Penn State wins the Big Ten next year. Very possible. Very this possible. A, this is a springboard for them. They have two losses this year. A close loss to us and a, and a loss that they got kind of emasculated against the team up north, but so did we. I think Penn State is for real. I think that those young players grew up a lot this season. I think they go into the Rose Bowl. They win this thing and what's going to be a great game. And they go into next year and they win the Big Ten. I I, I don't want I, – I hate it. I'm a Buckeye fan. I But, Kevin, if you're listening to this, dude – I'm a believer, man. I've been watching them absolutely do amazing things in recruiting, and it's coming to fruition on the field. Give me the Nittany Lions. Aaron. Uh, is Joey Porter Jr. sitting out the bowl game? I don't know, and I really don't think it matters. <sighs> so, all right. I want to go with Penn State, but it's really going to depend on if they can contain Utah's quarterback Cam Rising because that dude is he's uh, a player man he really is man he gave us all we wanted so um I don't know this is a very tough game and I'm excited to watch this game it's going to be great uh but you know what I'll I'll be a big 10 homer uh give me Penn State I will say this Utah's best defensive player their their cornerback who's going to be a first round draft pick is sitting this one out Okay, yep, definitely Penn State then. Chris? I'll tell you, uh, I I think you're right, Eric. I think Penn State's going to be a great team next year. I don't think Utah's going to be denied two years in a row. Give me Utah. All right, so I got a question for you guys. Obviously, we're not picking the Ohio State versus Georgia game tonight. Uh, We will wait for our preview to do that. Should we wait and do the same for TCU versus Michigan? Should we wait to the preview next week? Yeah, let's wait. Okay. We'll, we'll hold off on the CFP uh, predictions until then. Uh, all these other predictions, I've got them locked in. That's what we will stick with other than those four games, which we will preview when we preview the Peach Bowl. Not next Sunday because that's, that's Christmas, but then the following week. Uh, just like we did during the regular season, we will come back with a Peach Bowl preview. We will break down Ohio State versus Georgia like no one else, historically, statistically, and schematically. We will get you ready for the Peach Bowl that way. And then, of course, that following Sunday, January 1st, we will come back to review what took place the night before on New Year's Eve down in Georgia against the Bulldogs. That is this week's show, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. Sorry that we were a little negative, but that's just kind of the the feel right now in Buckeye Nation. And if you're listening to this, chances are you're probably a little negative with some of the things that's been happening ever since that team up north strolled into the horseshoe and did what they did to our Buckeyes. And unfortunately, what happened there seems to have – be happening uh, in the recruiting trail as well. By the way, in case you haven't been paying attention, Jim Harbaugh is killing it in recruiting. He has taken what he's done in the horseshoe, and he is building on that, and they are rebuilding not only through recruiting, but they are rebuilding again for another run again next year through the transfer portal. The number one uh, available offensive lineman committed to Michigan again. So. 
wake up over there in the Woody Hayes Athletic Center. The 90s is starting to happen all over again here, boys. You better wake up. What were you going to say, Aaron? I don't know if I can handle 13 more years of that in my life. I don't think. Well, the good news is if Harbaugh goes out and wins a national championship this year, God forbid, uh, I, I truly think we will have seen the last of Jim Harbaugh. No, nah. back off to the NFL. Mm, I doubt it. I think he's. I think he's. I think he's committed. I. I don't. I, yeah. I. I don't know, man. That's a good. That's a good. It's a good topic, maybe for another day, Chris. That's a good. Good uh, possible prediction, but yeah, um, things are things are really rolling up there in Ann Arbor, and things down here in Columbus right now are a lot of doom and gloom, and. Uh, it's not a good feeling right now, guys, but we're just being dead honest with you. We need to change the outlook in, in Ohio State, and the only way that's going to happen right now is by going down into into Georgia, into Atlanta, and taking down the number one team in the country. If we do that, then all of a sudden it's a whole different ball game. It's a whole different world uh, outlook on everything. But that is the, the task that has been assigned to Ryan Day. He got that second chance. He's got that second opportunity. What is he and this Ohio State team going to do with it? Um, that it's, if they they need to rally around it, guys, absolutely. And we are going to rally around them as well as Ohio State fans. But, boy, you can just feel it, man. There's a lot of anxiety in Columbus right now, guys. All right, that's our show for this week. As always, be kind to one another. I owe someone's OH and sing Carmen, Ohio with all of your heart. And until next time, OH! Ohio. Go Bucks. Oh, come, let's sing Ohio's praise and songs through armor while our hearts rebounding thrill. And joy which death alone can still. Summer's heat, oh, winter's cold. The seasons pass, the years will roll. Time and change will surely show how firm thy friendship, Ohio. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. 
Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.